0: In brightest day, in blackest
1: night, no evil shall escape my sight. That those who worship evil's might, beware my
2: power, Green Lantern's light. Pretty cool, huh?
0: Hi everybody, I'm Chad Bokelman.
2: I'm Mark Marble.
0: And this is the Lantern Cast.
2: Episode 174.
0: That's right. Um, was that a, a slightly ominous because we're covering red lanterns, or was? Nah,
2: that just... I, I try to th- I, I try to be different, but then sometimes I forget what I did last time. So it was like you just got, sometimes you just gotta go with what works naturally. <laughs> maybe I'll just stick to trying to do do the Vader voice. I, that probably could be quite effective. So maybe, like, but nonetheless. <laughs> Nice, nice.
0: Uh, so yeah, we're we're covering uh red the, the and the review train keeps on coming. Uh, we're going to um review train. Oh, that was awful.
2: As, as we okay. der, as we derail. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh,
0: so we're covering Red Lanterns 21, 22, and twenty three tonight. Again, just like we promised. So this is what our fifth episode. We've knocked out in, like two weeks,
2: give or take. Yeah, that's about right.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm running Mark Ragged. It's uh its initiation. Um
2: And we record tomorrow too, people. We record tomorrow too for the Christmas what? episode.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, there's another one uh coming. Uh t- what tomorrow? Yep. <laughs> nice. Um so uh Red Lantern's 21 twenty one, twenty two, and twenty three uh, we're going to, uh, well, since we just recorded, uh, the most recent episode you guys heard just a couple of days ago, uh, we there's not a whole lot of listener feedback, but we do have something planned for you guys, so, uh, we're going to do the reviews, I'm going to take, uh, 21 and 23, and, uh, Mark will do 22, uh, and then we'll, uh, get to that, uh, topic, so we'll just go ahead and hop in, uh, Redland 21, new creative team, um, if my computer will load, uh, Charles soul is the writer, I believe. And Alessandro Vitti, the artist, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> uh, we open on you, smalt. um, Atrocitus is, uh, killing a red lantern goat, <laughs> I guess, uh, so he, what he does is he uh, rips the ring off of off of this Red Lantern, and obviously that stops its heart. He dies. Uh, so what he, uh, Atrocitus then does, and he is he rips into this uh, this Red Lantern named Fist and pulls out a creature that somehow I guess was listening in on the core. And then Atrocitus kind of goes on. Uh, Atrocitus goes on to talk about. You know, the Red Lanterns have been fighting wars that aren't ours, glistening uh, to, uh, you know, dealing with stuff that uh, does not concern us. Uh, bleeze all of a sudden pipes up and is like, Atrocitus is right. Um, and uh, Atrocitus says that they have one true enemy. Uh, and then we cut over to Oa in the Citadel of the Green Lantern Corps, where it seems that uh, Guy Gardner, I guess, has his own garage, where he uh, works on his motorcycle. Um uh, Hal has kind of the same conversation, I guess that he had with Kyle uh, in, in the New Guardians. He's kind of like, hey, they put me in charge. I have something to ask of you. Do you mind, uh, do you mind terribly getting inside the head of the Reds and letting me know what's going on? I mean there's it's four pages of dialogue, but thats basically what happens. Hal says, you know, it's a quick recap of what's been going on it it it's hey i'm in charge of the core and then hey do you mind looking after the reds um then guy is like man i hate you small so we cut back over to you small and we see uh rancor scalix ratchet bleeze and Zilius zox i think all in the uh, blood pond i thought it was a blood ocean but the blood pond um and they're raising up new rings to seek out a host. Uh, the Atrocitus sends him out. Uh, she's asking, Blee's ask, is this all your planning? Uh, and he says, no. And she, she uh, kind of, he kind of uh, reprimands her and puts her in her place. And then he turns to Rancor and says, you're the key. Uh, we need to drink your blood. You can make constructs. Uh, and then rancor is like not bloody likely because you know you have to you have to reinforce the fact that he's British
2: um. <laughs> and it's, and it's irony of course not bloody likely
0: uh, of course of course uh, then we cut back over to OA and the Warriors bar where uh, guy is talking to oh what was his name again Lee yes uh, yeah talking to Lee uh, from that uh, group that uh, Guy was working with uh, earlier on in the Green Lantern Core series. Um, and he's telling him what Hal told him. He makes him a drink. There's a lantern that looks like an umbrella. <laughs> That's whatever. And then uh, Guy says he's going to go to Jasmalt uh, and become a red lantern because of a drink. And it um, doesn't make much sense. <laughs> And then we cut back over to Small where uh, everyone uh, everyone suddenly just gives up on fighting uh, Rancor. And then Guy shows up and says, uh, what happened to you guys? <laughs> you look like you've been through the ringer. The cat get run over or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, Atrocious is like, hey, why are you here? Guy says, uh, I want to be a part of the Red Lantern Corps. And guess what? I can provide you with intel. Atrocitus is like, I have a ring for you. Uh, But if I didn't just rip a listening device out of uh, another lantern, which he doesn't exactly say, but that's what he's referring to, uh, I would maybe believe you. So then Atrocitus attacks uh, Guy. Guy goes up against Atrocitus, uh, and they start beating the ever-living snot out of each other. Uh, The entire time, Guy's green lantern ring is draining. Uh, And then once it's at .003%, ring failure imminent, charge immediately, Guy takes off his ring, kneels down, takes off Atrocitus' ring, puts it on his own hand, and becomes a red lantern while Dexter grabs Atrocitus in a construct bubble and tears off the planet. And by tear off the planet, I don't mean like tear it off. I mean like uh, flies off, (laughs) flies off the planet, and that's it. And the next, next, uh, the king is red. So I have, I have one very important question to ask, and maybe we should, should uh, logically save it for, you know, when we're done talking about specific stuff, but I'm just going to ask it now. When you personally read this, did you honestly go in with a clear mind and say, okay, okay, this is a new creative team, this isn't the same shitty book I've been reading for 20 issues? (laughs) Or were you just looking for stuff to be horribly wrong?
2: I think, to be fair, I probably went in mostly objective about this because I knew it was a different creative team and you kind of knew that in many ways it, you you could only go up from where we were before so, and plus you knew Guy was going to be involved in this book so it naturally kind of made made it a little more interesting and you wanted to see how that was going to play out. So I think I probably, I probably didn't go in like with a chip on my shoulder regarding regarding the, uh, the book like looking for, well it's still going to suck and this is why <laughs> Yeah, that's
0: true. Well, what what did you think of the book overall?
2: I didn't think it was really bad. I thought it was. I mean, there were some things in it that didn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, I don't quite. I'm not sure how the how the guy Atrocitus thing worked played out the way it did so quickly. I mean, Atrocity is pretty tough, and and I don't see how guy you know as his as his ring is you know powering down left and right as he as he's fighting him I'm not quite sure how he's able to beat the crap out of Atrocitus the way he is and I'm also not sure about going back to the old the old the old school talents that the Red Rings used to have I'm not quite sure why he just didn't why Atrocitus just didn't kind of like try to infect Guy Gardner's ring making it completely ineffective as opposed to draining it because that's kind of what Red Lanterns I believe used to do they would just kind of infect the Red Rings and make them in, uh, incapable of doing anything I don't know, so I, um, I I don't know. I thought it was a, I think we don't get enough at really trying to figure out all you know Atrocitus' plan, what it was, and obviously his plan gets cut short for the foreseeable future based on his conflict with Guy Gardner. And I and I I guess I was a little disappointed only because I think and maybe this was. This was going to be the the idea when Violk, you know, when. What Vialkov was going to be writing the book. Um, that I bo- I thought there was something along the lines like that. that Atrocitus was going to be like kind of stepping up to the plate, and instead of being the leader of the of the Red Lanterns, he was going to essentially be the guardian of the Red Lanterns. And maybe that's something that will still play out down the road. Uh, but cer- certainly the way these three issues have played out, there's nothing that indicates that that is going to take place. So. Um.
0: Well, I wonder. I wonder if what happens to him, and we'll get to it in issue twenty-three, is what they mean by guardian.
2: Maybe it could be. It could. Yes, it could be. It could be. Gu- could be. Guard, you know, guard, guarding, her, uh, guarding the uh, essence of the core of mm-hmm. his of the Red Lantern core. Maybe. Maybe that's what they meant. Or, like I said, maybe it's something that was one of those things that got thrown out once they once they had to switch creative switch creative teams from the new creative team. Mm-hmm. Um. I I kinda liked it the, the stuff with Hal and Guy. I thought that was I liked that interaction. Um the stuff at the bar didn't do that much for me other than the little <laughs> other than the little umbrella Green Lantern guy, he was pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah. That, that those, those were those were my those were my basic thoughts on it, so what about you?
0: Um I I liked it, but like I said it was it. Now, were you reading and buying all 20 issues of the previous Red Lantern series?
2: Yeah, I have them all somewhere.
0: <laughs> okay. Did you hate them as much as we did?
2: I don't think I hated them quite as much as you did on a... Guys, As all of you, not just you. On a regular basis did. Uh, there were some issues I kind of liked more than others, but but it's, it did kind of quickly, you know... Not, I can't really say evolve, more like devolve into a book that you kind of like gloss through and don't really pay much attention to what's going on after a while. Um, which, for most books, that's if it wasn't a lantern book, that's usually when it, one of the criteria I use to decide whether I'm going to keep buying it or not. Uh, especially based on limited funds and limited space. If it's a book that you just skim through one, two, three, and you really don't even know, you really don't pay much attention to what happens in it, nor do you ever care. That that's usually when I drop a book. So I think Red Lanterns was kind of. Get, Certainly it wasn't always at that point for me, but there were some issues that were getting there. So I definitely like the new direction that they're going in. It certainly makes it more more of an interesting read, which might be why they stuck guy in this book to begin with, figuring you know that would give people green Lantern people real a real reason to read this book, not just because it's just kind of on the fringe of the Green Lantern universe. So I mean I was pretty happy with this issue overall. I thought it was I thought it was a good way to begin the new creative team. Or the new direction.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I was. I'd say I'd li- I liked it. I, 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 the reason I asked that question at the beginning because I honestly did, you know, go into this like, oh, here we go. Uh, you know, I, you know, when I saw him rip that thing out of the the goat lantern, whatever that thing is, um, I was like, it's a living listening device parasite. Hmm. Okay, then. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was, I was when I was watching them rise up red rings out of, out of the, uh, the blood pool or whatever, I was like, so all it takes is one panel of them getting charged up in a blood, in the blood water to make some rings go out,
1: huh? You
0: know, and, you know, that kind of a thing. It It was, it wasn't so much that those things are ridiculous as looking for things that I guess, are there. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, reading it through a couple of times, you know, it's, 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 it's not as it's basically if, if, if we were to say that this was by the exact same creative team as the previous 20 issues, I think this is the best issue of the whole series so far. So, so there's that. Um, the art, I don't know. It was it's it's not the best, but it's it's not as bad as as uh, it was before. Cause I remember I didn't like what was it, uh, Sepulveda. His art, and this seems this seems like a, 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 a kind of a a lighter version of Sepulveda. I mean, it's still dark. It's still kind of intense, but it's not as crazy as Miguel Sepulveda's stuff was.
2: I think the art is spotty. There are some, there are some characters and there are some scenes that are drawn really well. And I think he seems to draw a good bleeze. And I think some of the, some of the close-ups of Hal and Guy's face are, are pretty, are pretty good. I don't, I don't really like the, uh, Again, Atrocity to me still doesn't look like Atrocity, but he kind of really hasn't looked like Atrocity for the most part during the entire run of this book, compared to the Atrocity we kind of got used to, to me anyway. Um, but it was it was spotty. It wasn't. I mean, it was probably like a like like a B. I would say it's probably like a B. I would give it. But at least it. I don't know. At least at least this issue kind of gives you gives you a little hope. No pun intended. Yeah. That at least that this series could be going in in a better direction, and there, and it could be an interesting something interesting or relevant to read that still ties into the Green Lantern universe. Not just hoping that you know the all expansive or ex- ever expansive expanding um, umbrella will, of Green Lantern universe will hopefully get people to buy it. So, I I good.
0: Yeah. When you the the page you were talking about the uh, the close ups of Hal and Guy. The page right before the one where they're bringing up the rings where you have that close up of Guy. Not not one not the one where he's saying you're small, but the other two close ups that are basically the same. Yes. That looks that looks awesome. But then you look at Hal's face in that one close up where Hal's by himself in that panel. It's like a total derp face. <laughs> A derp.
1: <laughs> I'm but, sorry.
2: But I but I like the I like the how when they, on the, the previous not the two page spread but the previous page when guy's laughing at him when he realizes he's in charge of the core. When he's just just the kind of look on his face when he goes, They gave it to me, guy, the core, I'm running it. And it's like and it's like he just kind of laughs at him. I kind of yeah. like the way Hal looks in that picture. It kind of reminds me like more of an old school Hal, almost like a um almost like a Daryl Banks kind of Emerald Twilight post or or post Emerald Twilight Hal kind of look on his face. So it, now, it, go ahead. Go, no, nah, go ahead. there was there was anything irrelevant. Trust me, go ahead. We can just go, go move to your point.
0: Um, what what about what Hal is doing? Are these new Guardians and are the Red Lanterns the two single biggest threats facing the core right now as it rebuilds? Do you buy that?
2: I would – I could probably buy the new – the Templar Guardians just based on their, you know, the origins and their – and the track record of their brothers and sisters. I could understand why hab would want to keep a closer eye on them i think i think other than philosophically it's really hard to make a case that the red lanterns are the ones they should be watching the most because the red lanterns as as atrostis kind of points out that the red lanterns have kind of been being good soldiers for a long time now you know and whatever needed to be done related to the to the emotional spectrum and everything else that that the red lanterns themselves haven't been a haven't been a major threat to the Green Lanterns for you know for a while now, and now that and now that the you know the traditional Guardians are dead in every sense of the word, it's um, all the ones who had something to do with basically the rise of Atrocitus and the Red Lanterns to begin with, the, with the massacre and of the of the Manhunters and everything else. It's it, it's it's kind of it's kind of a stretch, I guess. You, I mean. You would think you probably want to keep an eye on the Sinestro Corps more when you really would think about it. I mean, but I mean, if it was Kyle, if it was let's put it this way, if it was Kyle leading the Green Lanterns, then you could make a case why he wouldn't want this – He he might not feel the need to spy on the Yellows as much because he might feel he has enough of a rapport at this point with Arkillo to have you know to be able to deal with it when the time if something comes up. Assuming you know, Sinestro is not running the Corps, because it would be a good ball ball game. with Kyle and Sinestro. But I don't know i I think it's shaky with the reds and, and the greens. I think it's I you can make another case as much like we've discussed in the previous uh, many of the other uh, recordings we've done about these issues that this is another plot point that they needed to get they needed to get guy into this book and this was the way they, they were they were going to do it
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah um, I'm just
0: trying to I'm trying to. Trying to absorb this issue, it and, and, and see see it at face value and not and not let those previous twenty issues cloud it. It's just those were sad. So <laughs> <laughs> one of the points that Guy mentions in this issue that I've kind of glossed over is that you know if I go in you into the core, you get me out. You know yes. when I. When I when I when I say when I say it's time to get out and guys like don't worry we'll get you out, I mean uh, Hal's like don't worry we'll get you out, um, so there's there is that, um. I think the page where they're bringing up the rings kind of reinforces what I was saying last last episode about the Zamarons charging up that one ring. Yes. I think this is the creation of a new ring sending out type process. I think because of the quote blood magic of of the blood water or whatever the heck that is I think the rings are down there already it just takes an infusion of rage to mix with the the blood magic water and charge up the rings and send them out I don't know and but there's only there's only like 10 a few uh, yeah there's only 10 rings and there's but there's also only a few red lanterns yes so what would happen if there was a crap ton of red lanterns and they did this moment would it like you know send out a whole bunch you know
2: so. well i think he kind of hints at that because that's because he said that that these first 10 will each train 10 more and soon we'll have thousands so i think that's his plan i think i think his plan is just us keep having them get more and more and more so I think he's trying to build build up the core, and at the moment this is maybe that's all maybe that's all they can muster with with the lanterns that they have now uh, to send out, give or take ten, ten rings at a time. But then once you get ten, ten people coming back, and then they can send out you know just keep adding to it. Then they can start sending out more and more rings. And
0: so it's Atrocitus, Blees, Rancor, Scalax. Um star Zilius, Zox. Who else?
2: Which one's the brain?
0: I don't remember. I think that might be a whole missing. So we're about we got about what seven? Now are these all the Red Lanterns? Is is this what we're supposed to be led to believe?
2: I thought so at the moment. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven there's seven.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And there's still seven at the end technically cuz guy basically replaces Atrocitus.
0: That's true. Okay. Cuz
2: well, because they never
0: say I don't think they ever say that it's that these are the only red lanterns.
2: That's true. I mean, it could we it, we could just assume it's the inner circle or the ones that matter though. They they could just be cuz these all have the intelligence, correct? They've all have the intelligence.
0: Yes, they can all talk.
2: So maybe that's maybe that's the difference. Maybe they are the they're not the the mindless ones. But
1: yeah. okay.
2: But I'm trying to remember the but when, when was the last time we actually saw any more Red Lanterns than these guys? That's the question. It's been a long time. When they were dying. Time. What?
0: When they were dying.
2: Yes, that's true. So maybe they are the only ones that survived when the when the, the battery was infected.
0: Yeah, the ones that were smart enough, because the other ones just kind of laid down and died, and these ones did whatever they could to conserve energy and try and find a way out and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what did you think on the scene uh, of the scene in Warriors?
2: Uh, it didn't do that much for me. Um I find it interesting that he's kind of like, uh, that even though it's supposed to be a bar, so you assume it's loud and, and people are just kind of talking amongst themselves, you know, talking amongst themselves. So between the loudness of the bar and the, all the individual conversations, that no one's gonna really be paying attention to what he's doing, but just the fact that he's kind of openly, t- kind of quote-unquote openly talking about, you know, the undercover mission he's supposed to be going under, that kind of struck me. that kind of struck me as a little odd. It's like right in the middle of the bar, he is the bartender after all. <laughs> So I thought that was kind of I thought that was kind of odd. Um. um yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure about the whole. Uh, it, yeah. I'm not really sure about the whole. Denes- you know, the necessity of that, but.
0: I guess to show us warrior still exists. Kind of. Yay!
2: And to, <laughs> to bring back kind of his part of what a, part of his dirty dozen. Friends over there.
0: Yeah, that's all right. Do Do you think the uh, the Michelada exists?
2: I don't know. I probably. I'm going to assume it did, but I I never I didn't search for it, so I don't know.
0: One one of our, one of our listeners has to try this if you're a drinker. Cold beer, preferably a lager or a pilsner. Tomato juice, lime juice, chili powder, and a few other secret herbs and spices. Rock salt for the rim, a Michelada. Now a few other secret herbs yeah, and spices. Yeah, that, that leaves it
2: open. That leaves it open right there. So.
0: Yeah, but I, I don't know. It sounds like a real drink. I just don't know if it'd actually be any any kind of enjoyable at all. But hey, any of our more adventurous drinking uh, friends, uh, go ahead and try that. And please drink safe. Drink, drink, and read Red Lanterns safely. <laughs>
2: it appears to be a Mexican drink <laughs>
1: hmm.
2: yeah you're looking it up yeah I googled it
0: okay is it is it what it, what guy says it is
2: for the most part uh, let's see maybe beer lime juice assorted sauces spices and peppers it is served in a chilled salt rimmed glass hmm so again so essentially it does ex- so it basically does exist
0: I'm not much of a beer guy so someone else is gonna have to try that um What did you think of the idea of them having to – okay, I understand having to – because of the blood magic, having to drink Rancor's blood to be able to make constructs. But what did you think of it, like, suddenly not being a plot point anymore? Like, fight him for his constructs. Okay, I'm tired of fighting.
2: We're done. Yeah, that that was weird. And and it just seems – we kind of go all over the map with the – with the construct thing it seems like it's like they can't really make up their mind whether Red should be making constructs or not we know Guy's been able to make constructs even though I think they didn't they tried to I think partially explain that because he still had his still had his green lantern ring on but I'm trying to remember if he made constructs during War of the Green Lanterns I don't remember if he did um yeah uh, so so he didn't have but they also made they also tied it into being human right isn't that part of, isn't that the new thing now I have it's, no it's,
0: idea well, Atrocitus used to be able to make constructs.
2: I think so. I thought he did at some point too. That's why I think it go, it goes it goes. I think they've been pretty inconsistent. I believe I could be wrong, but I think they've been pretty inconsistent with the whole Reds. You've been able to make constructs. No, they can't make constructs. Oh, only humans can make constructs. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it, if you read the first couple of issues of Green Lantern during Brightest Day, the one the ones where uh, Atrocitus makes appearances. He can, he makes a, con- like, he, I think he makes a construct of, uh, of Mara or something. Like, he makes, he makes a construct, I, I. A very visible, there's a very visible panel where he makes a construct in Brightest Day. I remember that vividly. Well, not, obviously not vividly, because I don't remember exactly what
1: it was.
2: I know. But. But, yeah, the sudden, the sudden, uh, sudden cease fire that seemed that did seem kind of odd that seemed it was again it seemed like it was just a plot point to have them be completely you know I don't know to just make it the entrance for Gardner to be a little more effective and then of course there was a little bit of a plot there's a plot point they pick up on later on with you know with with Rancor's blood that you know the, the blood that's just dripping from him that they kind of delve into that so but I don't know it's just. Maybe that was a part of the point in a way to try to get him foam, foaming at the mouth over there. I don't know. It was. It was. It did seem. Again, it seemed kind of forced. It's like, okay, let's fight. No, we don't need to.
1: Hmm.
0: What about? Uh, I feel like we're kind of jumping all over the place here because this was just. This was mostly not a whole lot happened. It was just kind of like now. I don't want to say setup, but kind of like introductory issue. It wasn't just setup, it was just it was almost like a a, a number one issue. Not number twenty one.
2: You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. So so I wasn't the only one who felt that. So Well, I think they were all kind of designed to be like that to be fair. I think all the twenty one issues were supposed to almost be they were supposed to be kinda like jumping on points because of the new teams and everything. So it makes sense. So it makes sense it would have a feel of a number one issue.
0: That that's true, but I think this one felt more like a number one than any of the others did. Or am I wrong there?
2: No, I think, no, actually, having gone through this being the last um, title that we're going through, I think you're correct. This probably does have more of a natural feel of a number one issue compared to most of the other ones.
0: Right. Um, the the guy fighting uh, Atrocitus scene was kind of cool. Also, I agree with you, kind of quick. Um he did say something interesting in his thought bubble. Abin, sir, didn't think I was good enough. Back up Green Lantern for Sector 2814. I didn't think Abin had anything to do with it.
2: Well, it's a, don't forget, it's just Guy's perspective on it, probably.
0: This is true. So. And you, and Guy knows that Atrocitus is smarter than this. So do you think all of his like bluster about, here's what I can do for you, and I'd like to join your team and blah 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 was just to kind of get Atrocitus pissed off like, you think I'm stupid? I can see through you, you know and that way it would lure him into a fight and Guy could get raged up and take uh, Atrocitus' ring or do you think all of that bluster before the fight was sincere?
1: Hmm
2: I, th- I think the fight probably was Plan B. I mean, all along, I don't necessarily know if he was, ex- if he was really. Ex- I don't know. I kind of think he was. Kinda, I think he was at least kind of hoping that you know he would be let in without having to go that route. I, I don't necessarily think his plan all along was. Oh, I'm going to, you know, basically kill Atrocitus in the process. Um because if he was, if he was, lead, in theory, if he's leading the Red Lanterns and he kind of exactly, then there's, there's really not as much of a need to spy on them, you know, because he he can choose the direction that, and kind of he he can aim them in, in the direction that he wants and make them not a threat to the core, of, you know, the Green Lanterns, if he chooses to, if he, if he's leading them. So I don't necessarily think his whole plan was to take Atrocitus' ring, which is kind of interesting onto itself, because technically speaking, Atrocitus has that ex, has a ring, he has a ring in his hand guy right he says i have a ring for you guy gardner
0: right but i don't know what he does with it
2: yeah i don't think and that's kind of an interesting thing we don't know what he does with it i mean so i just maybe maybe he took it off his own hand i thought about that i thought about that sorry when, when i was just saying that I thought about maybe he took it off his own hand and just and just was holding it, but I'm not sure. I think once the ring comes off your finger, I think that's when the red start having problems. Not when it's still in their hand, hmm. but I I just assumed it was a different ring. But you were, it could be it, it it could be his own ring. All right,
0: and I guess lastly, what did you think of uh, guys guys co- uh, costume?
2: His his third trip down Red Lantern Lane. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like we haven't really it's it's kind of similar to what the, it's eh, i don't know i think i'm so partial to the the, for the one he had in blackest night but
1: now
0: i'm sure i might get some jokes about this but do you think that maybe the um the style of clothing for the core should be switched between the red lanterns and the uh, uh, indigo lanterns. Because I, I don't know. When I think mindless rage, I think primitive. Like, like very, 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 uh, very primitive. Yeah. Like I couldn't think of another word.
2: I, I mean, I could see that. I could see that, but the indigos are a bunch of hippies, so that makes sense too. Really, they are. So, space
1: hippies,
0: space hippies. <laughs> if 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 we don't get a, a listener artist out there to draw us uh, an image of monk and indigo one like road tripping through the universe. <laughs> With uh, Nat Romo in a baby seat and a passenger in the back in a VW van construct. I'm going to freak. We got to have – I just made that up on the spot, by the way. VW construct van, Monk and Indigo 1 in the front, and baby Nat Romo in the back seat in a, in a car seat. <laughs> Oh, that'd be hilarious. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. I got caught up. (laughs) All right. All right. We, we, I've, I've squeezed too much out of this issue already. All right. Uh, Issue
2: 22. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Uh, We spent so much time on 21. Let's just skip 22. (laughs) No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm only kidding. Uh, Issue 22 the cover has, for once they agree, I assume talking about the Red Lanterns, uh, Guy Gardner must die, and has all the, pretty much, but well, yeah, it shows all the remaining Red Lanterns fighting him since, other than Dexter, who has taken Atrastus off the planet. Charles Sewell, writer, Alessandro Vitti, artist, so picks up on where the last issue left off with Guy adjusting to the Red Ring, uh, pretty much being mindless and spitting out the good old napalm, vomiting his napalm, and they're trying to figure out what exactly they should do with Guy Gardner, and Blee's likes him just the way he is. Her plan is to, uh, or her, but she's thinking of anyway, is that it'd be perfect to use him as a as a weapon, as a gun, to just aim him wherever they want, and there's kind of a, a debate amongst the Red Lanterns about what should happen, because the fact that Guy beat Atrostis, that really means he should have the right to rule. Um, he deserves that he killed her savior. The, uh, the who we forget his name. The 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 brain Red Lantern says that. Um, so they keep having they keep having that debate, and Bleeds keeps saying, oh, we're gonna keep him just the way he is." And she kind of fails to notice during her speech that uh, Rancor puts Guy Gar- Guy Gardner in a construct box, takes him over the Blood Lake, and drops him in. And she starts freaking out and. And Rancor holds his grounds, and if you want to go at me again, if you want a piece of me, let you know feel free. But you know what happened last time. And he actually was kind of interesting. He makes the point of saying that he met Guy Gardner, which he did on Earth when Guy was still a Green, and he and he made the point of he deserves better than to be some gibbering maniac. So the so Rancor kind of takes the position that since Atrocitus is gone and that no one else is going to be telling no one else is going to be telling him what to do unless it's Certainly not her. And they wait and they wait and they wait, and uh, soon Guy Gardner pops out of the uh, Blood Lake. He recognizes Rancor. He's able to speak and he's intelligent. I guess he was in there for a few hours, as as it turned out. But <laughs> and I guess uh, Zax made the point of saying, "Hey, you were only stuck in there for a few hours. Atrocitus <laughs> had been there for a few for months." <laughs> But there's a formal introduction, guys, you know, guy shakes Zox's hand. And meanwhile, uh, Belize and uh, Skalax are still kind of, they were kind of duking it out a little. Guy kind of like, take, basically he, he kind of takes charge. He says, you know, we have more important things to do, kind of like to uh, fight amongst ourselves. We kind of need one... Kind of need a leader in his own way. He said, you know, he's kind of make, <laughs> and he kind of picks up on a point he made in the last issue about how bad, how bad he hates his malls. He, it's like, do you have a place to sleep in this place, or how do you guys even sleep? Where do you sleep? And he makes the point, well, uh, Atrocity doesn't really like us to sleep, <laughs> and no tents, no nothing. So, so they come up with, a, they kind of come up with a plan that they need something. He asks them what they want to do. Do you want to, do you want a roof over your head? You know, let's use democracy. Good old American democracy. We to You know, just have a little bit of a more civilized approach here to the Red Lanterns, and they kind of agree. I don't. It doesn't look like Bleas agrees, but kind of everybody else does. So, they they ask him what are you going to do? Get an architect, which is kind of which is kind of a John Stewart side there, or a little tip of the hat to John Stewart because John excuse me. Guy goes, yeah. One of my best friends is an architect, but I have a better idea. He says. Now we switch to space, where there's a light cruiser, Croval flying in space, which is the flagship of Barg, the Thorn Chief of Starzer. And all of a sudden, they get—they're flying through space. They get attacked by Guy and and his Red Lanterns. Guy's plan is to take the ship. So you have a few panels of the of the Red Lanterns letting loose against Barg's people trying to take the ship and then they come to a panel in which guy finds a whole bunch of crystal looking creatures with you know with their arms and their with their arms and their legs removed um zox makes a point of saying hey they remind me of that crystal green lantern what was his name and guy says chaselon was his name and these are beings from his planet and they and they cut their they cut all their arms and their legs off because they're uh the central crystal is valuable. I guess it's an as an intergalactic aphrodisiac, so they basically maimed they maimed all these members of his of Chasselon's, or chasalons excuse me race. And Zox even makes the point of saying, "Wow, that's pretty bad, even for you know, even, even basically even for Red Lanterns, that's pretty much going beyond you know above and beyond." So guy so guy confronts. I just zoned out. What's his name? Barg. Yes, barg. Yeah, yeah barg. I. I thought it was barg, but for some reason it seems like I'm thinking of bark. I'm thinking something like a, thinking like root beer here. No, barg. So he can conf, he confronts him about for basically all his sins, and bargs going, no, it's okay. I, whatever you want, I can fix it. I can fix it. And he goes no, you really can't. And he just kind of like and he kind of blasts him, and they take the ship, and you know he's got he's got that evil look in his eye. Blood's pouring off his his eyes and his mouth and he goes is it me or did that feel absolutely great now we switch to space deep space where Atrocitus is with dexter Dextar creates a construct heart in or for Atrocitus, which starts beating and dexter goes live and that ends the issue with the next issue being the butcher's bill and there you go with issue 22
0: Dextar, Doctor Frankenstein. That's right.
2: <laughs> he's such a good cat. <laughs> oh, awesome. One loyal uh, cat. No one can deny that he's one loyal cat.
0: That's that's true, I guess. Um, but look at that panel where he says Atrocitus. Look how skinny Atrocitus looks.
2: I think yes. I think you're supposed to assume that he's kind of like shriveling up and dying now because from the from his lack of his heart. I'm not saying it makes sense, but that's the way. But that's the way. That's the way I took it, or I was a really bad, or was drawn really poorly. <laughs>
0: okay, so he's skinny there, but once he he, he comes back to life, he like beefs yeah, he, up.
2: Yeah, he bumps. Yeah, he 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 gets his he gets his roid rage, and he's back. All
0: right, <laughs> I guess. Um, now given given your recap of uh, what happened on that last page uh, with the predator looking in on uh, those those two creatures. Yeah. Surprise you didn't give us a little recap of what Bleez says in this issue. <laughs> to Scalax or did you not see it?
2: I probably did but I, I think I was trying to go th-
0: Scalax says if Atrosis couldn't hold onto his ring then he doesn't deserve didn't deserve to keep it. Where I come from, the strongest guy's on top until he's not, and then it's the next guy's turn. And in the same panel, Blees says, "What are you saying, Scalix?" Dot dot dot. And they make a point of cutting the panel off there, and then going to a scene where you're looking at Blees' full body, from like her knees up, and where she says, "You want to be on top."
2: No, I did. Re- I I do remember. When, I mean, when I re- when I read it, I did kind of. I just. I don't know. From me, I, I think I think I mean they were going for that, but I, it didn't hit yeah. me as oh completely over the head as the, as the two bugs like here, here my larva. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Take my larva, please. But, I mean,
0: it, I'm not saying it's a big deal or that I had a problem with it. I'm no prude by any stretch of the imagination, but I was just like really. I mean, I mean to, to me that fe- I mean I know you didn't notice it, but to me it felt a little obvious that that's what they were doing. And I was like, seriously, we get it. She's the only girl in this core, and of course she's a sexy little devil angel or something like that. Whatever you want to, we get it. You're making her that cool. Thank you. You don't have to like purposely rearrange her word bubbles so that it matches, you know, this little pose. It's ridiculous. Anyways, I'm not saying it upset me. I'm just saying it's like, yeah. Um, I did like the little bits, especially when Rancor, uh, puts, uh, that box around guy and drops him in the, in the blood water while yeah, Blee's is talking. Good. That was cool. I like seeing like, um, uh, Zillius Zox's face change.
2: Yes. I almost mentioned that when I was talking about it, how, how he kind of just kind of that, kind of like that look of amazement and then he has the big smile and he has the big smile on his face and that sploosh yes <laughs>
0: that's cool
2: and Bleez um, and I did and now that I'm looking at the panel again Bleez did vote it was a unanimous vote she did vote to uh,
0: well we don't know what Ratchet did
2: yeah cause we can't really speak cause he, what is he gonna raise I suppose but you were <laughs> you were you were correct but at first for some reason I didn't I couldn't really see where her arm was but now that I'm actually taking another look at it I can, she does vote to go along with the idea of kind of Having some kind of some kind of uh, creature comforts or some bare essentials here to try to make life a little more bearable <laughs> and on this mall that's gonna take a lot
0: yeah uh, on this page where they're doing the you know dropping guy into the blood ocean bit look at the battery is the battery lit up
2: uh, I don't think it's lit up should it be Probably.
0: So is that an art mistake? Or are they trying to tell us that the Reds are running on their own rage right now?
2: Well, you don't you don't really see the center of it. It's kind of in shadow, so maybe they could. You might be able to get away with saying you know saying that it's oh it is. I'm just trying to see if there's other panels in this book that show that show the power battery. I don't know. If, I don't know if there are that shows the power battery from the front or anything. So we know for absolute for a fact that. Was, was it was it was up in the other issue?
0: I I don't remember. I it out. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I don't remember.
2: Well, they, I think it's almost like they're going out of their way not to show the central power battery much either.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, now now I don't think I don't think Guy was in the uh, the blood ocean for hours. I think he I think he had what Zilius was referring to was the amount of time guy spent mindless.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. That's all. Now I, I, I want to go on record. I still love the way Rancor looks. I think he's cool. Um, I think I need a figure of that. If I was going to get a figure of any red lantern, it'd probably be Rancor. Uh, I know that they have, they have the red lantern guy, uh, figure. Uh, he, he doesn't he's not wearing this costume right but yeah, uh, flaming red hair is cooler
2: yeah I think so too <laughs> see we got so like the point you made is you know actually with Guy right now it kind of it's not back with the costume back to how long he was in the blood water it's kind of one in the same right now because he said you only like that for a few hours and he's only he just got the ring so it can only so he must have been in, in the blood for close to a few hours unless unless just unless they were debating like forever what to do with them, which I guess is a possibility too but I thought yeah. it took a but I thought it took a while for you to come back out of, of the blood ocean once you get dropped in I didn't think it was a instantaneous process for you to come out, but either way, we know he wasn't we know he wasn't in there he wasn't in there for too long we know that yeah that's right yeah, that's the important part
0: I like <laughs> I like the zise' little bubble here. Yeah, the lake's magic or something. You put a ragey thing in there, and he comes out smart like me. <laughs> <laughs> a ragey thing, awesome.
2: Well, well Zoc. I mean, I think Zox actually comes across pretty well in the in these uh, in these issues. That's kind of like a. He seems to be an in, interesting foil, I think, for Guy. So I think that's. I think that. They're, they're trying to establish a pretty decent relationship between the two of them.
0: That that that's true. I'm just I'm just pointing it out for, for two reasons. One cuz it's funny, and two because it kind of mirrors maybe the reader's own understanding of the 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 yes. the flood. That it's magic or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is.
1: <laughs>
0: so yeah, they they're not really giving anything away there. That's that's cool. Um What did, what did you think of um, guys trying to attack this ship being like his first order of business, really?
2: It's certainly, based on just reading the issue onto itself, it kind of did seem like it was like a little forced or out of the blue. You would think that's not, that wouldn't be the first thing he would think of. It's Like, we have no place to sleep. This place sucks. I mean, so let's go steal a spaceship from this guy. Um... Obviously, he feels if if there was any if he had any doubts about his de- decision, I'm sure he felt. I'm sure he felt better um, once he found what <laughs> the, all of the uh, all the armless, legless, crystal people <laughs> in, in the cell.
0: Well, yeah, but he also says, uh, uh, Rancor asks whose ship it is, and
1: guy right, says he, yeah, a monster, gonna...
0: an, a monster named Barg. He's basically a pirate. But on a sector-wide scale, the Greens uh, always meant to take him down, but we've they've been a little distracted recently. Right. So he he knows who this is and knows what he's done. So it would basic I guess to guy it wasn't like you know taking people out and killing them. It was put the Reds to a task. Um, if anybody gets hurt, he not killed because he does tell Bleas, you know do what you got to do, but uh, if you do it just because you want to, we're going to have problems. Yeah. Um, so basically, basically tells them not to kill unless they absolutely have to. And he already knows this dude's a bad guy. What would happen if the Green Lanterns went up against him? They'd incarcerate him in the science cells and probably confiscate his ship. That's basically what Guy's doing. He's relieving him of his ship and taking take instead of like impounding it, taking it and using it for himself. Correct. So I guess he's still, you know, being a hero in that in that respect, and it's it's fine. But then you see, then you see him get to that, and you're like, oh crap. <laughs> uh, and I do what I didn't. I didn't have to read those three panels of of guy explaining what that was. I, when I saw the that, I remember Chase Alon and I knew exactly what that was. And I was like, Oh shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you know it's you know what's gotta be bad when even a red lantern's going, Wow man, that's crossing the line <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that that one panel I really I really, really like of where guy kills the dude and boots him off the ship, right? And then he's sitting on the chair in the on the deck. Yes. That where the, his wind is, bl- the wind is blowing and everything, and he's just kind of slumped in that. Sh- that looks so cool.
2: Yeah, it, it is. It it was nicely done.
0: And then I guess what Rancor kind of repairs the bridge.
2: Yes, that's what it looks like he's doing with the, with his ring with the construct.
0: Now that splash where he's killing the dude and not really killing him, but like throwing him off the ship. Do you think that was necessary? Do you do you need a whole page for that? Like, if, if Guy was, like, ripping the dude's throat out or something. But in this this case, it's just a wide shot of the ship and a little light line coming off of it showing that Guy basically blew the dude out of the ship.
2: Uh... I don't necessarily... Yeah, you're right. That that page... That does seem to be kind of a waste. A waste. I mean, I mean Especially because it's, it's such a small... I mean, it's... Because he's like, I mean, you have, first of all, it's the, you know, the the ship isn't centered. You have this big splash page. You have this, you know, this being shot straight up in the air. And plus it's not even, you know, I guess we just assume it's the vacuum of space that's creating like that line, which, because it's not really red or anything. It's just kind of like shooting out. But yeah, I think, I don't, I don't really think, I don't think that really was necessary for a whole page to be devoted to that. At least not the way it was drawn.
0: Um, and I guess the last, you know, like, specific point I'll make about this, um, Dexter and Atrocitus. Why, I mean, I get that he's a cat, but why is Dextar doing this in the middle of space? And not, like, the other side of Yasmalt or... A, a nearby moon or planet, just like in the middle of space.
2: Maybe one explanation is they want to make sure they're so far away from the other Red Lanterns that everybody continues to assume that Atrocitus is dead. And maybe if you were close enough, maybe they'd be able to pick up on something that would indicate that he wasn't. Uh, I, th- I I will admit, I thought about that too, because of going back to that question from Twenty-one. Whether that other ring that Atrastis had was his own, or whether it was, you know, he had another ring that he could have given out. Because let's say, let's say it wasn't his ring. Let's say it was another ring that, you know, it was a ring he could he could have given to Guy, literally, and still had his own. Well, that means that when they were off off world, that ring has to be somewhere on his moth still. <laughs> right. He could have just doubled back and gotten the ring right there. <laughs> but I think it's I think it's more to I, maybe it's just Dick Stars desire to keep Atrocitus safe, to, to take him as far away as he can from, uh, from where he was hurt, unless for some reason he, there's something, there was some, unless there was something about him being able to pick up on, you know, that the, the butcher was somewhere closer to where he is now than where they were on his malt, I'm not, I'm not really sure, but. Yeah,
0: I guess. Now, what did you think of this, like an overall thought like what did you think of this issue as compared to the
2: previous issue i was just gonna say i like i like 21 better i thought 21 was a little better to me i liked i liked seeing guy take charge of the core i liked to see uh, it was good to kind of see the direction that guy was going to take them in um more like more like red lanterns with a purpose as you know as opposed to which is kind of when the when the book first started. This it's kind of where they wanted to go with it anyway. So it's not necessarily a brand new direction, but it just seems like now with Guy leading the leading the Reds that they may end up focusing more on that. So what they do is going to be more um, in the name of in the name of what's right and, and justice and everything else, as opposed to I mean they're going to still do violent, shitty things, but they're going to do it to the people who really deserve it and they're not going to be doing it, they're not going to be doing it randomly and if they can avoid killing somebody, they probably will, but if they have to do it, they'll do it. I like, I just, I mean, I just like, and I like Guy's interaction with the, with the core. I like, I like the way, quickly, you know, other than Bleas, of course, that most, pretty much everybody seems to be get, seems to welcome Guy's leadership and not just because, and not just because he's different than atrocities or because they were kind of Naturally sick of atrocities, maybe even if they, at they, even if they had faith in him and had some loyalty to him, they were just kind of sick of being, you know, dominated by one person all this time. Besides that, it just seems like they had a real rapport with Guy, or they like the way Guy approaches things. So I kind of thought that was interesting. I still kind of, I like, I think I like the setup in the first issue more than, more than than this one. But that was, that's just me.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: I don't know I, I, I'm kind of waiting for an issue that doesn't have other stuff going on. like the first issue it was back and forth between Ya small and what was going on there and then um, Oa and what was happening with guy and Hal and everything. This issue was this it was the, it was a little, it was definitely more red lantern stuff. Uh, but then you had all the 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 pirate ship stuff, which was still technically Red Lantern uh, stuff, but it was just kind of it kind of felt like a cut, anyways. Uh, and you had obviously the the final page of Atrocitus and Dexter, uh, which was okay. It was just kind of, I'm kind of waiting for a Red Lantern only centric issue, and I think I th- I know that in by and large if you boil it down, that's basically what this was. But I kind of want to see more Red Lanterns doing what Red Lanterns do rather than, okay, guys, now the leader, how do they react to him? But I want to see everything already in its place. Right. And Red Lanterns go, What what is this core about? You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And I know that, like, by them doing this type of stuff you kind of get a feel of what they are about but like when you're reading like green lantern Corps, what's the what's the what's the premise what's the purpose distress comes in you police the universe you help where you can you go and take take out the bad guys and you do it a certain way what about the red lantern Corps? what is there if you were to boil down their essential essence and purpose and what what you know, an everyday Red Lantern mission, if you even want to call it that, if they're either even organized enough to have one of those. What what is that like? That's what I want to get from this book.
2: You about their mission statement, Chad?
0: <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> just just for, forget showing it to me. Just put it on like the first page. You know how like Marvel has the yep the the summary page. Just tell me what tell me what the Red Lanterns are about. <laughs> no, I mean I, I get why they're doing what they're doing. It's just that even though 21 felt like a a number one issue, it was still 21, and this is 22. So technically speaking, we're 22, as of this particular review of this particular issue, we're 22 issues into this book with still no real feel of what this core is and what they do. Now, I could just be spitting in the wind there, and my hatred of... Those first twenty issues of this series, maybe I am forgetting something or blocking it out, or I miss something. But I don't really think that in those twenty issues we ever got a clear picture then either. I
2: think at the ba- I, I think we've gotten like I said we've gotten glimpses of what they're supposed to be and what what they're but. And this is, again, this goes back to part of the problems that people have with the, the Green Lantern books, however, how they keep interacting and crossing over. That it was, for Red Lanterns, probably in a way, suffered. A, not that the, I mean, not trying to excuse the creative team, you know, and what they did, the previous creative team. But it seems like Red Lanterns, in a way, really suffered from crossovers with, you know, Third Army and First Lantern. and just, because it seemed like a lot of it was even less relevant. Than some of the what was going on in the other books because we had the whole stuff with Krona's ghost and, and Atrocitus and, and I don't know I think it was I think in many ways the since Red Lanterns was really the a completely new book you know we've never seen a book anything close to any kind of solo book about the Red Lanterns before or even a miniseries I don't about the Red Lanterns that I think that book probably suffered the most from all the the constant Events or mini events of you know under Jeff Johns that I so I think that may have factored into the Red Lanterns not being able to gain a lot of traction as far as what they were about. Not excusing the, the material that we actually got, but I think as far as a focal point or a direction, I think that may have made the direc- direction a little more muddled because they always had, they constantly were trying to tie it, tie it into a, a, a bigger storyline. Possibly that's my. Just spitballing here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess it's just even so. You had all of like Blackest Night and everything before that. It, I get, I get that they're a core made of rage. Like their their power is is, is pure rage, and I get that they're. Bad guys, you don't want to worry about. Uh, you mean you don't want to turn your back and just let them do whatever because they're probably going to stab you in the back. But we're always like keen to point out the positives and negatives of everything. Like for instance, the Star Sapphires weren't always just pure love. You know what I mean? Like the uh, what we're seeing over in Green Lantern with that uh, that new Star Sapphire chick. She hasn't been inducted into her core at all, but she's still a killer. I mean, she's she she's she's got the ring. She's running up purely on the power the ring chose her, but she's still a killer. Right. So if the if I mean I, I hate to I hate to use it because they this is basically what Atrocitus said in those first twenty issues. If the if the purpose of the Red Lantern Corps is to right wrongs you know kind of uh, enact vengeance on those who can't take vengeance for themselves you know that kind of thing a holy purpose if you will then there could be a positive purpose for the Red Lanterns it's just that yeah even though they kind of said it they've never really like shown it and set that in stone and that's that's kind of what I want like I, you know, if Green Lantern Corps is supposed to be the book where you see the Green Lantern Corps doing what the Green Lantern Corps does, then I think a book focusing on another core should be that book showing you what that other core does and what they're about.
2: You know what I mean? Yes.
0: So yeah. All right. Uh, is uh, did the uh, before we move on? Did, did the art get any better for you this issue?
2: Uh, Maybe a little I think so Because I think I, I like the way Most of the Red Lanterns Were drawn I think Guy again I think when they're, when they're doing Closer shots At Guy's face I like it When they're kind of Doing more Distant shots Or less close Shots of Guy I don't necessarily Like his face as much Or the way he looks In the uniform But when you're up close I kind of For the most part I like those Panels better Uh, I like the way Zox is drawn. Um, Scalax, I think that... I mean, Blees, of course, again. So maybe... I still don't like the way Atrocitus is drawn, and I don't necessarily like the way Dexter is drawn either, but it might be a slight improvement from the last issue, but again, it's not... Certainly not the worst art I've ever seen, but it's not, you know, not the best either, so I'm still middle of the road as far as I think the artwork is on this issue.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm about the, I'm basically about the same place as you. yeah, there's I don't there's not much else I can say about it than what you just said. Okay, so uh, red lanterns twenty three uh, Charles Sewell writer, and interestingly enough, uh, Alessandro Vitti is the artist for pages one through three, six through seven, and eleven through eighteen. And Jim Califorje, or Califor, whatever. Pages 4 through 5, 8 through 10, and 19 through 20. So, uh, three issues in, and we already have a, I don't know, fill-in artist, or or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we open where the uh, last issue left off with Dexter and Atrocitus in space. Atrocitus is sitting up in space. Um asking, you know, Dextar how am I here? How am I alive? Dexter you're able to make constructs because, you know, Dextar understands him and he's yeah, kind of trying to communicate with um, Atrocitus what's been going on, even though Dexter can talk. He said master and Atrocitus and live. So I guess, whatever. Um, then Dexter projects some images of how he was able to get uh, constructs and he shows, uh, some images, basically panels of, uh, after the fight with Rancor, Rancor, you know, was all bloody, some blood dripped on the ground, Atroc, uh, not Atrocitus, that would be a funny looking panel. Um, <laughs> Dexter walked up and licked it off the ground, you know, like a cat licking at you know, a saucer of milk, uh, and, uh, Atrocitus all but says, good kitty, he says, good cat. But I wish he would have said good kitty. That would be funny. Um, then uh, he sees, as he's petting uh, Dexter, he sees the, the ring on Dexter's tail. He goes to grab it and then says, and then, you know, restrains himself. And he says, the rage is within me whether I wear the ring or not. So that said, Dexter, I very much want to tear Guy Gardner's smirking face right off his skull. So let's go find me one. Um. Uh, so then we cut over back to Usmalt where they've landed the ship. There's the Red Lantern battery again, not charged up. Um. And then there, you know. So where do we go at? Where do we go from here? What do we call the ship? Um, it, Scarlet Sword, King Crimson, uh, something like that. Um, so then uh, uh, Zilly is fixing the ship and then asking for, I guess, what, permission yes. to, to, to fix the ship. And Guy's like, you don't have to ask me permission. And then in, uh, sec- cut back over to Sector 718 where uh, Atrocitus is telling, uh, reminding us that they sent out ten rings, and how he's going to get a ring is to only find one. Um, so they they're they're basically he's using Dexter. They're trying to track one down. A they're above a planet and uh, an orbiting satellite weapon basically some defense uh, weapon starts attacking them and with a. Basically, a dismissive wave of the hand. Uh, Atrocitus is like, sick him. Um, and uh, Dexter goes apeshit on this thing and blows it up. Um, so they start making their way down to the, pl- the core of the planet. Guy, uh, we come back over to Yasmalt. Guy is, le- uh, is rising up off of the planet. Ysmalt, uh took his Green Lantern ring. Uh, there's only, uh, like I said before, about 0.003% left of a charge in the battery. So he uses that uh, to call Hal. And he says, I want out. Uh, uh, in the, you don't have to worry about Atrocitus um, because I killed him. And guess what? He's not the only person I killed. Uh, you know, Send St. Send Walker. I need to get off this planet. Um, then we cut back over to stage prestige prime um where he goes in there and he sees uh, a criminal uh compound basically that's run by lancer this criminal that apparently skallax worked for became before he became a red lantern i don't remember that uh i i vaguely remember that but i don't remember that right off the top of my head so i don't know um we we look inside the compound briefly and we see some people uh, talking to Lancer about we can't figure this out um, you know w- we can't keep pushing this creature it's going it, to we might end up killing it and then i guess Dexstar creates some construct pause or something and rips the roof roof open cuz i don't think that's Dexstar i think this is just construct pause uh, and we see that the butcher has the entity of the Red Lantern Corps is chained up and being tortured by these people. Uh, Atrocitus goes ape shit, kills everybody. Dexter goes ape shit, kills everybody. Uh, while screaming "Die," huh. um, Atrocitus walks up to the butcher and says, "Let me help you. Um, I, let, let me together. Let me show you." He reaches his hand into the head of the butcher tries to absorb. Then he says, I sense that you want to leave to join your fellow avatars. Your need is strong, but it can wait. We must do this for the blood. Uh, that'll come into play in another book later on. Um, but, you know, there's a little tie there. Uh, Dextar here, you know, sees uh, Atrocitus now uh, consumed, has uh, taken on the power of the Butcher. Says yes, so Dextar's vocabulary keeps improving, I'm guessing. Uh, And then uh, Atrocitus turns his sights on Lancer and destroys him and his compound. And it looks like he fills the entire compound with rage blood. We're talking from bottom level, it looks like, to the top of the roof. And then uh, him and Dextar go flying out of it with a sploosh. (laughs) <laughs> um and then uh they they're headed to uh Ysmalt to confront uh <coughs> excuse me to in front to confront guy cut back over to Yasmalt, and you know later um you see that uh guy is pissed off at Jordan he's talking to him and uh saying you swore you'd get me out jordan i know guy but you gotta understand he destroyed them what are you talking about who destroyed the blues they called him relic he's taking all the light and then charge depleted shutting down guy apparently doesn't believe him he says lying son of a probably never had any intention of and then my 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 wasn't that an interesting conversation and bleeze has snuck up behind him and heard the whole thing and then pick up Green Lantern 23.1 next week to learn the origin of the Mysterious Relic. <laughs> so, there's that. Nice.
1: And
2: yeah, that's,
0: that's that issue.
2: So what did you think?
0: Mm. I, I, I liked it okay. I think this was my favorite of the three. And I don't specifically know why. It might it might honestly be the Jim Calafiore art. I think I liked that a little better than I liked um, the regular artist. I don't know if that makes sense or if you see that
2: at all. There are some parts that I liked. I mean, I I liked the way the butcher looked when he when he drew him as opposed to uh, Fiddy.
0: Now, which 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 pages? Because mine aren't numbered.
2: I know. I'm trying. I'm trying to see if there's actual numbers on these pages too. That's the problem with a lot of comics today. They they don't really number them as much. You almost have to count. So, what pages were you want to know? Which? Were, what were you going to ask about? Which pages well, he drew when we in first,
0: general? Yeah. When we first see the butcher, the full body shot of him, who drew that?
2: I'm pretty sure it was the original artist, but let me let me let me double check.
0: And when Atrocitus is approaching that. Actually, if I'm if
2: I'm if I'm counting cor- if I'm counting correctly, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Maybe I'm better off counting backwards here. Um, when I was first counting forwards it looked like it was uh, Vidi doing those pages but that doesn't make a lot of sense but considering only 19 and 20 are, are done by Calafiore that there can't be many pages towards the back of the book that are actually done by by him
0: pages total is this art he, wise
2: um, he did f- oh this whole issue yeah I'm assuming it's 22 that's what I was trying to figure out 21,
1: 22. One,
0: two, okay, so then California did the art of Atrocitus freaking out and then flying out of the thing with Dexter? Uh. Maybe the regular artist's art just style just looked better on the butcher to me than anything.
2: Maybe that could be that could be what it is. Okay, so
0: yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. Um, the stuff with Hal, even though I've now read ahead a little bit, um, and I know what that. I know what that was. At the time, when I first read this, I hadn't. I already knew where this was going. So it kind of felt a little forced. A little drawing uh, it out of place. I don't know. I don't know if you needed this to get those last two pages to make sense. So I, 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 don't, I don't know if... Basically, I don't know if these... Uh, one, two, three pages of of him and him talking to Hal, or were were necessary? And even if they were, I don't know if three pages was necessary.
2: Yeah, that could have been a little bit too much, but I think. Okay. Well, I think, I mean, I just think they were trying to set up the dynamic or reinforce the dynamic between him and Hal, that there was, that at least from Guy's point of view, that there's some, that there's always, that there's some distrust in this whole assignment, that he had his doubts about what Hal was going to do, and and any kind of delay was going to make Guy think, well, okay, is this something yeah. going on here?
0: Mm. Um... Ooh. What did you think of uh, of Atrocitus and Dextar? That I mean, that was the majority of this book for the most
2: part. That's probably why I liked the book as much as I did. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think this is my favorite of the three. I li- I mean I I like Dextar and Atrocitus. I mean it's kind of an odd relationship, but I kind of liked I like I kind of like the relationship. It's kind of nice. I mean, from my point of view anyway. So, you know, other. I guess if you're old-school Atrostis, having him any, having him have any kind of positive or, or soft spots would be a negative. But to me, I kind of like the fact that he has genuine, genuine affection for for Dexter, that loyalty isn't just a one-way street with Atrostis, that he really – that he respects Dexter's loyalty, and he's always been protective of Dexter, and Dexter returns the favor. Um, I like the fact that they were searching for the rings. They found the butcher instead. excuse me, I like the fact that he, that he became host to the Butcher. As we know, it won't be, you know, not a a huge amount of spoilers here that we know it's not going to be a long-term thing, but it, it was interesting. It raises, it raises a lot of questions or potential because I think just like we saw Sinestro when he hosted Parallax, it probably would make sense that if every, every leader of every core, you know, could host their entity, it probably would be, they would probably be pretty, pretty damn impressive. Mm -hmm. And probably have, the most could be most likely to control that entity and use it for and have do the most with it. Even with something like Ion and, and Adara, which are probably less controlling entities than, than obviously the butcher or the predator. But it, it, but it's, it just raises questions about you know what would happen if, you know, maybe if Carol was hosted, hosted the predator again, and all these, all these different things, it would be, it would be curious to see if they went down that road. But I like. It kind of seemed overdue on some level to see Atrocitus be uh, the host for it.
0: Yeah, you know, at some point, I thought that the entities should all not be out, but in a host. And I thought each of the new Guardians should host the, the their respective entities. And then I thought for a little bit, and I was like, I don't know if I'd want to see Hal and Carol always possessed by this entity and if i because it might mess with their characters but then i was like yeah i don't know i i I think i thought i i thought that the that the entities always should be in somebody doing something and it should should for the most part always be relatively the same person you know not um it could have been accomplished one of two ways you know each each entity possess one member of their respective core or and this is this is major spoilers kind of i guess for what happens later on but all the entities in one person
2: yeah it's in and- it's an interesting. the The idea was interesting. You kind of always kind of wonder how that how that would work out, and we kind and you know we kind of do get a glimpse of how it, you know at least how their that their, their writing team how or that creative team their approach on how how one person could potentially host the uh, how he would react how he or she would deal with it and what how the conf, the conflict between the different entities and things like that.
0: Right, because having him in the battery all the time is dumb why even have the entities at that point but having them out and loose on the universe doesn't make a whole lot of sense either i mean you've already got an entire core to keep up with no matter what no matter what core you're working with you've already got an entire core to keep up with why would you add another player to that board of storytelling like Okay, so we got this character doing this thing on this planet, and this one doing this, or you know, this group doing this stuff over here. This group dealing with this stuff over here. Oh yeah, don't forget, we got you know, pick an entity. This entity is out over here doing this, and so and so has caught the scent of the entity, and he's going to go find. The, you know what? Right. So 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 it almost seemed like too many players on the board. So I always thought the best the best way to do it would just be have someone be the embodiment of their respective core and host the entity. So, I was happy when I saw Atrocitus, you know, take on that mantle, because I thought he always should have it. But I never thought the that possessing an entity should change your look too much. And speaking of that, what did you think of the way Atrocitus looks when he takes on the power of the Butcher?
2: Yeah, I'm not really sure about the feet. I don't. Know, I don't know if the hooves do anything for me. I don't mind the horns, the thorns. I, I kind of like the horns, but I don't. Yeah, I probably would have gone with the, with the, with the hooves there. But or the t- the, the tail's kind of cute, so I don't know about that. You say the tail's cute? Yeah, it's just kind it seems so out of place for Atrocitus in general. But hey, he and Dexter can have something in common. But uh. I think I like the look of the, of the the butcher a little better in the Green Lantern issue though off the top of my head I can't entirely remember how they how the, how he looked but I think I like I think I like that a little better than Atrocitus but
0: yeah I don't remember specifically either that was cool I mean and I, I do like the interaction like we were talking about earlier with him and Dexter um particularly when he sees the ring on Dexter's uh Dextar's uh, tail, and then abstains from taking
2: it. Right. That was that yeah. Was cool. I, that, I, that was that was a good. Um, that was a good moment of. You can make the case whether it was subtle or not, but I thought it was a good look within. Of uh, Atrostis, that tr- you got a kind of glimpse inside of Atrostis. That it would have been real easy for him to take the ring and move on move on to his goal which is getting revenge on Guy Gardner and and he probably, and he probably could justify it in in the sense that oh you know he's Dexter saved me so I could carry on my mission yada yada he could have probably, he probably could have justified it that way more but yet he he didn't he was able to again he was able to pull back and I yeah. kind of like that
0: yeah that was cool Particular, you yeah, know particularly Particularly not, because it was all on him. Like if if Dexter had seen him and started fighting back, or you know something like that, that'd be one thing. But Dexter never notices.
2: No, because he's too happy with his eyes closed being petted. So he's just being. Yeah. So, yeah, he was complete. He was absolutely completely vulnerable. So the fact that, the fact that, Dexter, that Atrostis was able to, rein in those instincts. That that was. I thought that. Yeah, I thought that was a nice little look inside what's making him tick these days. So.
0: Now. I, th- yeah, this was my favorite of the three thus far. I enjoyed it, particularly the Dexter stuff, um, the Dexter and Atrocitus uh, uh, side of the story. The other than the uh, uh, How's not coming for me, or How come get me. Hey, how's not coming for me stuff? Didn't the other stuff on Atrocitus feel kind of pointless? I mean, not on Atrocitus, on you, Small.
2: For the most part.
0: It just felt like I, I and I guess what? This two, two pages, two or three. No, that's the rest of the stuff. on Small is. Um, Guy and Hal. Guy and Hal. Now I know it's I know it's just two two pages, but still. Didn't that just feel utterly like there, was, there, there was nothing there, right? There's, there's nothing there, right?
2: Right. There is. Uh, it's just like, okay. We have the ship. So, you know, what are we going to do with it? What do we need? The only thing you can make a case for that again, it was establishing, especially with Zox and um and Guy, their relationship. That just the fact that you know he was he wanted to work on the ship, and he kind of felt based on the previous dynamics of. Leadership that he pretty much had to ask for permission or pay the price later, and guy pretty much says you don't need, you want to do it, you know, you want to fix it, fix it. You don't need to ask me to do it. And so that part, that part, that part, I, I, I kind of liked. I, but you're right. For the most part, there wasn't anything of really of true imp, true importance or relevance. It was kind of like almost like can't. I hesitate to say it was take it was a waste of space, but it, it was more like it was just simply to. Remind us about everything that's happened in the previous issues and the fact that, you know, Guy's leading the core. That's pretty much what those other issues and panels were for, other than when he was talking to Hal.
0: Yeah. I guess. I just, I honestly, I don't. Maybe the pages with Zox. Uh, and I, I know I sound exasperated. I'm just. I, I don't know if I'm trying to find something to hate about this book. I don't, I'm, I, I, like I said, this is my favorite of the three issues. I just, with what, with how bad the first 20 issues were, I think I should be blown out of the water by this is what I'm saying. So when I find something I don't like, I'm kind of hyper-focused on it. Like, come on guys, don't let anything backpedal into what it was before. Anything at all. Don't even waste a panel. Just make it all awesome all the time. And I know that's like ridiculously high expectations to put on a new creative team. But at least personally, those first 20 issues were so bad (laughs) that that I was I was like, well, it can't get any worse. So when I see. What I perceive personally. As two pages completely wasted. That bothers me. Now, that one splash page of of, uh, Bard being uh, shot off the ship versus these two pages here, I think that one splash page was more of a waste there than these. Because at least, you know, you get some interaction, some some basic, some, some character beats. You know, it's not a total waste. There's still, you know, Guy interacting and setting up relationships with his quote-unquote core so there there is stuff there it just didn't move the story that i was reading the part of the story that i was enjoying and reading along so that's just more personal taste whereas that one splash page I, i don't know anybody who would be like yeah taking a whole page to use you know maybe a third of the page as a detailed shot of uh a detailed drawing of a spaceship that the total totally worth it you know what i mean right so i don't know i don't know but yeah um anything else about this issue
2: no i think i think we covered it now now having gone through um the first three issues of all four titles rank them oh oh um, not in the, not, obviously I don't mean each individual issue I just mean which th- each three issue block which one do you think is the best okay. which one do you think um hmm. or if if it makes it easier just group them in put them in groups like uh which which two which two do you like them which two did you like the best and which two did you like the least or if you don't want to actually go through rank of 1 through 4, if it makes it easier for you just to, to group them in just generally.
0: Generally, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do two groups. Um, the positive 50% is going to be New Guardians and Green Lantern. And the, the negative uh, 50% is going to be Green Lantern Core and Red Lanterns. Now, I will not deny... That Red Lanterns being in the bottom is probably more to do with a default reaction and carrying a lot of baggage over from Red Lanterns. I'm not saying that reading Red Lanterns, I had now my entire opinion of it is influenced by those previous issues. What I'm saying is. It's going to take time to get me to forget. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, I need never forget, I, never forget. I, the wounds heal, but the scars remain. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, basically, forgetting forgetting all that was wrong with the first twenty issues of Red Lanterns, which was is hard enough, but What I said earlier about what I want to see from not just Red Lanterns, but any book that focuses on another core, I want to see what makes this core tick. Who is this core? What what do they do when they're not having to deal with other cores all the time? You know, what do they do? Like you said earlier, you know, jokingly, but it makes sense. What is their mission statement and how do they go about carrying it out? That's what I want to see from this book when i start to get that feeling when i you know read this book and 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 i will continue reading it and not be adverse to the idea of it because this this is better this is leaps and bounds better than what it was before but that being said like i said earlier i still have no idea exactly what this core is about and you know the other some mystery is good to keep you know to keep you reading to keep you oh there's there's still surprises in this title you know that that kind of a thing but i'd still like to get some sort of basic idea and the in the red lantern corps doing what the red lantern corps would normally do if they weren't dealing with you know relic over here and the third army over here and the first lantern and Atrocitus' vendetta against the Guardians, clouding everybody else's personal vendettas, you know, all that kind of stuff. I want to see the Red Lantern Corps doing what the Red Lantern Corps does. That's what I want to see. And Bottom line being, yeah, Red Lanterns is in the bottom 50%, like I just grouped it, but it definitely, um, the potential exists there for it to be quickly in the top 50%.
2: That's a big step up.
0: Yeah. Whereas before, I would say it never, ever, 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 ever had the chance.
2: <laughs> it had a seventy-five chance of being able of being used for toilet paper in a pinch.
0: That's right. <laughs> That's right. Now, what about you?
2: Honestly, I probably would rank them the same way you did. Uh, I think new guard, new guardians, is, new guardians is my favorite. Book period of the four. It, and even after Lights Out, and now the first few issues well, the first, I, I, tr- the new issue came out today, which I don't, or comes out tomorrow of New Guardians. So I only have read one issue since Lights Out, but still, that remains my favorite book. Green Lantern still is my second favorite. Rereading the core, uh, the three issues of core made me like it a little bit more, but I'm still going to say, because it's Guy and Kilowog, that. That I like the uh, Green Lantern number two. It's kind of a toss up between Core and Red Lanterns. It really is. Uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. I probably, I might very well put Red Lanterns three at this point, and, and Green and Green Lantern Core four, um, because I li- probably because I like Guy. I like reading Guy more than I like reading John number one, and, and I like tr- the the interaction with Atrocitus and Dexstar and where that and their ongoing relationship and as Atrocitus tries to plan and do what he needs to do to get his vengeance on guy and how how that's going to shake out for the red lanterns when you know when that conflict does kind of happen so I would so that's that's pretty much how I would how I would rank them
0: yeah and um, do you have any other thoughts on this issue or these uh, clumps of issues
2: I think I enjoyed rereading them more than I did core, even though I do think, like I said, a core was not when I reread them they were not nearly as throwaway and not and pretty much making a, no impression on me at all. That's uh, I kind of moved beyond that when I read those the Green Lantern core issues, but still, I definitely think that. um Reading reading Red Lanterns was a little easier to get back into if, especially because I, did, and I think because I had read Red Le, I had read Red Lanterns uh, more recently than the core books. Um, not just because Red Lanterns comes out last, but also but also because of the fact that I think I had reread the issue with the with the butcher or at least probably probably uh, once Lights Out started because of the relation to the entities. So, I. I enjoyed reading them. I thought it's certainly a step in the right direction. And especially for people who didn't absolutely hate Red Lanterns. I mean, this is... I think the odds are they're going to like this book a lot more right off the bat. And even the people that did hate Red Lanterns, I think this book certainly right now is worth taking another look at. If you had kind of like decided, there's no way in hell I'm collecting that. It's certainly... It's certainly more collectible and, and more, I think overall more enjoyable read than, let's say, the Lord series is. <laughs> even yeah. though, even though there are, f- the last few issues in that, to be fair, have been a little better. Uh, the story. No, I haven't been keeping up with it. So. Yeah. Anything. Well, anything to do with the Orange Lanterns, as far as the, you know, the bringing the Orange, the Avatars, kind of back to life, which is kind of what they're doing, even if it's only going to be temporary. That they're kind of like the Revenge of the Orange Lanterns, or whatever the hell they're calling it. That that. That that's interesting to me. The other stuff going on with his butler and all this stuff, I don't really care about. But, yeah. but I do think Red Lanterns is probably worth another look for people at the moment for people who kind of tossed it aside.
1: Uh, yeah, I'll,
0: I'll give it that. Um, I I'm not I'm not too big to to admit like I did before that my opinion of the series is probably heavily tainted by those first twenty issues. So I do see the merit in these three issues. And if you guys, you know, you weren't us who were, you know, reading every single issue and having to suffer through it, um, you know, then you threw it away after issue, you know, one or two or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Jump back in, give it a shot. It, I mean, like I said, 21 works as a number one, basically more than any of the other 21s did. So I would, um, yeah, I'd say give it a shot, see if you like it or not. Uh, and uh, if you're intrigued by then by the reviews of of the these three issues, then I'm sure you you'd probably enjoy it anyways.
2: Nicely put.
0: Um, if you guys think that this particular review or anything else is uh, kind of lackluster, <laughs> I'm not saying this is Mark's fault, by the way calm down mark
1: <laughs> fine
0: <laughs> so, I'm leaving I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say it might have something to do with us doing these let's see uh, 12 uh, 12 issue reviewing 12 issues in less than a week or no in about a week
2: a little over a week yeah no more than probably 10 or 11 days because we have re- we have rec- we have recorded a bunch of a bunch of episodes and not counting the first one we did, but the, but the top five list that the the issue reviews we've done in a really quick fashion.
0: Right, right. Um, so it's almost, it's, it's, it's not burnout in the fact that we're sick of reading comics and Green Lantern and keeping up with this stuff. It's more burnout in the fact that we've peeling back the curtain a little bit. As Mark and I record this right now, our Green our Green Lantern uh, we ha- we have not posted our Green Lantern uh, coverage, so that would be one episode 171 has not gone up yet. We haven't posted that, so we've knocked these four episodes out really quick, um, and what will be coming after this, obviously. Um, now not like immediately after this episode, the very next episode. I'm saying like the next when the next review episode you guys hear from us will be the Villains Month the Green Lantern specific villains month issues. And then the next review episode after that will be Lights Out. So Mark and I are gonna give us ourselves some time because we just burned through these four episodes real quick. Hopefully you guys got everything you needed out of them. And there's a reason we said to save Red Lanterns for last, was just in case it was crap. So um, we, we just needed – we need time to cool down. We've got a Christmas episode, and I'm still working on two uh, other audio things, which I'll have to get to later this week or something like that, um, and at least get one of those episodes up because I've been working on them too long, and I need to get at least one of them out. Um, so, there will be other episodes between now, uh, and our next review episode that'll give us a break and give us some time. Plus, we've got the holiday season, uh, Christmas and New Year's, um, so, there's a lot of stuff going on, uh, we're, we're just gonna take a, a, a quick break, but we got these four episodes out, and hopefully you guys have enjoyed it, so.
2: Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't really think... For what it's worth, I don't think our enthusiasm has really dropped off at all from, you know, or the way we're reviewing these has. I, just, I, mean, we've spent, I mean, we certainly spend a good amount of time doing it. I mean, I, it kind of, you know, it kind of surprises me that we've already gotten as much, you know, recording done tonight on this topic, concerning the three issues. So, yeah, we, we're doing our best to, to, be thoughtful without, you know, maybe beating, beating, beating the horse, you know, so
0: yeah that's true maybe maybe i, I spoke up yeah uh maybe I'm just projecting my own feelings of how i was how I was reviewing and what I was commenting on i say, i i didn't I didn't have much enthusiasm for these, which is not to say I didn't like the material, it's just my gut reaction when I'm approaching red lanterns is oh here we go again. <laughs> I will I will work on that. <laughs> what we're gonna do is uh, between uh, recording this uh, episode and the previous one, we uh, don't actually have um, much uh, feedback uh, to go through. I knew it happened eventually. Um, actually, nothing on Twitter, and uh, Mark, you said no emails, right?
2: Right, I checked it before. The, the last email was the one we read last time.
0: Okay, uh, so um, we're just gonna do. We're kind of kind of going to evolve a uh, a Facebook post slash uh, forum post I made into a little bit of uh, a, a quick discussion uh, between Mark and myself that would uh, would definitely involve you guys. Um, I know a lot of uh, our listeners are not members of uh, our forum, and that's okay. But when we want to try and Keep track of something like this, and uh, I promise I'll tell you what we're talking about, you know, any minute now. (laughs) Um, The forum is probably the easier easier way to go about it, rather than tracking hashtags or, you know, posts on various uh, social media sites. So, we're going to mention it here, so you guys have a chance to actually not just, you know, interact and, you know, respond to us via social media, but actually... Write into the show via email and uh, maybe uh, do voicemails, uh, too, because, uh, well, might as well say it because I've been saying, you know, dancing around it this entire time. Basically, what do you guys want to hear from the Lantern Cast? We had a forum uh, before the forum we have now. Actually, the forum we have now used to be our temporary forum in case our main forum crashed, uh, which it did. But on that old forum, there was a, a thread called, What Do You Want to Hear on the Lantern Cast? And people throughout the years had been posting ideas for stuff we should cover. And at one point, I had gone through that entire thread, made a note of everything everyone wanted, uh, and then posted on, again on that thread with everything a list of everything everyone wanted, and if the the lantern cast had ended up covering it, I included a link to the episode. And if we never ended up doing it, a running list of what the lantern what listeners wanted that the lantern cast still had to cover. That forum crashed, therefore, that list was lost. But to my knowledge, because Jim and Dan and I used to have you know like Facebook messages back and forth about what we'd be covering, and I found an old message on Facebook in which we were talking about some of the listener suggestions. You know, some of them were Rebirth, the Alan Scott uh, Spotlight, the Sinestro Spotlight. To the best of my memory, the only thing the Lantern cast has left of that original list is the Sinestro Core War uh, Spotlight. Slash review, slash whatever you want to call it. Um, that'll be coming. I'm, it, it's we don't Mark and I don't even have like a set date for when we're going to record that but it is on our list of we want to get to it soon but since we're going into 2014 and since mark and i are the new co-host team for the the show it's a as good a time as any to restart that list up so i posted uh basically that question on our forum and on our facebook page of what do you guys want to hear from us um and we already got a couple of responses. Uh, Mark, you said we had one on Facebook?
2: Yes, now I have to find it again. But basically, it had to do with more... Actually, I think, simply put, it had to do with more issue reviews, more storyline reviews, and product, product um, or toy reviews, I believe. Something along those lines, a merchandise review. So that's kind of... That's kind of in our wheelhouse to begin with, so uh, that, that's pretty much going to be stuff that you, absolutely we're going to be doing. There's no doubt about that. We're going to be going to be we're definitely going to be doing more 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 issue based uh, episodes. Uh, we, we certainly have proven that over the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just to, just to catch up. But yeah, more storyline reviews or toy reviews. That was that's what Sam said over in in uh, Facebook.
0: And uh, toy reviews. I mean, that's more up your alley. What do you? We've we've never actually done toy reviews. So what do you? I mean.
2: Well, I think that to me that kind of goes along with maybe the product of the week thing that we were doing for a while last year, and we kind of went off the you know kind of went off the rails. I mean, I think there was I think we saw a few more product product of the weeks that I actually there was at least one I'm pretty sure I submitted that never got put, that never got put on the site. Okay. I think I did like the same. I have to go. We have to, I have to go back and see which ones are up there. But I'm, I think there were there were one or two that I finished that were never that never made it. I think one maybe I submitted, and there was another one I had written but never typed up because we were so far behind. In it. But we definitely can do that. We can focus in on on you know action action figures. We can do that, and not necessarily a whole episode because that's not. We don't really need to do that all the time. But I I would also consider that to me anyway the toy reviews I would consider that more like a merchandise a general it could be applied to merchandising so we could talk about whether it's the new power power batteries whether it's statues things that come out and things that are being solicited and especially when they do come out we can talk about it more maybe even you know even maybe shirt, t-shirts and things like that which we may talk about if they if they're solicited in uh, previews we can talk about it but even when it, as we probably will, but also if, when they come out, we can do reviews on some of those things. So, Right. But I think overall, that's certainly something that we can definitely, like I responded, we can absolutely say there's no doubt they'll be, you know, our listeners will be getting that from us. So that's, right. so that's good.
0: Uh, and then over on our forum, uh, Jimbo Ritter, 1993 said, uh, I think we need more Green Lantern commentaries from you guys. Um, I don't know if, uh, I'm pretty sure that's a new listener or someone we haven't heard from before or someone from Twitter or something uh, because uh, I saw Jimbo and I was like, I wonder if Jim created like a fake account and he's going to be using it to mess with us. And then uh, and then I was like, Jim's too lazy. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, And then I, I think as far as commentaries go, I think that's that that was something that was on our list of stuff to do. And I think, Mark, you and I have talked about doing it, right?
2: Yes, we have.
0: Okay, so we're going to be doing them at some point. It's just a matter of, you know, when we have time to because a commentary kind of involves – okay, so we record on Skype. And because of our various work schedules, we usually record in the evening and usually later in the evening because Mark's on uh, East Coast. I'm in Central. Um, Central Standard Time Zone. That being said, it would also involve watching the movie, which is kind of catty-corner. My TV set's kind of catty-cor- catty-corner to me. Uh, so we also would then have to make sure we're syncing up. And then, what, like if we're watching the Green Lantern movie, not the Emerald Knights, are we going to be doing the extended cut? Or no? Or, you know, that kind of a thing. So... There's variables that go into it. A little more planning would have to take place. Um, but it is coming. It's just a matter of when. Uh, so I think all we have to do of commentaries would be Emerald, uh, Emerald Nights, the animated movie, and um, Green Lantern, the movie itself. Uh, I'm sure people would want to hear the commentary on the latter rather than the former. Um, but, you know, just it's just a matter of when, when we can get to it and how. Um, I know there was an idea kicked around at one point of maybe doing commentary for the episodes of the animated series, but that's that's just too much. Um, there'll probably be reviews of the episodes, or maybe of like the volume, because the DVDs for the for the Greenlander animated series were released in two two volumes. So maybe like one episode reviewing that one volume, and then another episode reviewing the second volume, that kind of thing, but not commentaries.
2: I agree. Commentary yeah, for 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 anything with episode for anything with, you know, episodes, it would be I think it probably would be it would probably would be overkill. Um so, but def but definitely for the movie for, for the movies and the DVD releases and things like that. There's no there's absolutely it's it's stuff we've discussed, the stuff that from the from the beginning when we threw out episode ideas, things that we wanted to do besides the you know the things we you know we're gonna do which are the episode, the issue reviews and products and things like that and interviews that those were the things we had talked about early on so mm-hmm. it's just a matter of matter of coming up with a schedule and then probably it makes it'll be easier clearly once once we're completely caught up with all the issues which we're not right. yet but once 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 we're up yeah you know, once we're up to Caught up to snuff here with everything that we that that we need to be, then it may, then it makes it easier because then especially since we'll go, since our plan based on the previous discussion was to go back to doing the one you know the monthly issues in one episode like somewhere down the once we get done with lights out we'll probably be doing um like all the issue twenty fives together all the issue twenty sixes together we're not gonna just keep sticking with doing all the core I th- we I mean we obviously could but that's kind of the way we plan I mean, but Chad and I had discussed previously unless we change it again that we right. were going to go back to the way it was when you do all the months books in, in one review so once we get so we still have to do lights out we still have to do you know do the 25s and the 26s are just about to finish up so it depends really how quickly we get through with that and then we'll have more openings to do special episodes too so
0: all right and we're we're going to kind of try and spin those those two uh, responses back uh, we're not going to spend any, you know, super length, length, uh, lengthy amount of time talking about this. We're just going to kind of do a short discussion. Um, prior to, you know, me and Mark doing the show, usually, you know, ideas would be thrown out on uh, Facebook messages or, and stuff about what types of shows we wanted to do and when. Obviously, we won't be talking when. We won't be putting out any concrete ideas, but... I figured, well, why not? Uh, there's no reason why you guys can't know what we're hoping to do in the near future. Uh, as long as you guys don't look like, Hey, you guys said you'd be doing this and you gave us a set date because we obviously aren't going to be doing that. We've got lots of, uh, reviews to be doing, um, some other ideas like the Sinestro thing. And we actually have one idea. Um, the retrospective idea. I don't want to give too much away. Um, I don't – that we want to get to. Um, so we just thought we – would uh, Mark and I could just talk about some, some ideas that we do have because I think – and part of the reason we want to ask you guys what you want to hear too is because between review episodes and the big stuff, like the Sinestro Core War retrospective slash spotlight, uh, that one idea for a retrospective we had um, – you know, big, big name interviews, that kind of stuff. Between, you know, current issue reviews and the big stuff, where's the room for the the random crazy stuff? Like, uh, and, and I'll just get the ball rolling here, Silver Age reviews. We used to do Silver Age stuff. We, we started with Showcase, and I think the most recent time we ever did a, a Silver Age review was we were doing Silver Age uh, Green Lantern number 1. Why not one day do a Silver Age Green Lantern number two? You know, the, the, that kind of stuff was just off the wall and funny. It had it had no bearing on the current issues. There was no particular reason we were doing it, like the anniversary of that particular issue or the debut of a character. It was just like, you know, we got some time. We need to do something to unwind and just have some fun. A Silver Age Green Lantern issue review. So we just... We just wanted to let you guys have a chance to hear Mark and I just go back and forth on some ideas we have of what we can do with uh, fun random episodes on the show. And maybe that would get you guys your juices flowing on some stuff that you like Green Lantern related that we haven't yet covered on the Lantern cast that you'd like to hear us cover in the future. And again, we've got plans and some, some stuff scheduled out, so it won't be super, super soon or anything like that. But it'll definitely be something we can consider.
2: So, absolutely, and I think I mean we've talked about doing things related. I think more during the Kyle period, doing some story arcs that occurred during yeah. Kyle's time, um, because there were a bunch of interesting stories that happened during Ky- during Kyle's time. Did, did they ever? Did they do Emerald Knights?
0: I think I think they did once but it was one of the lost episodes. Like I think I think Jim and Dan sat down to record uh, an episode covering Emerald Knights, but I and they did it, but I don't think I think they lost the audio and never re-recorded it. I think that's what that was. Because that, I don't re, I don't remember the coverage of Emerald Knights.
2: I don't know off the top of my head either, and that's been that's the reason why I wanted to double check because unless it was because unless it was a rare episode in which i didn't listen to everything but usually almost every episode um regardless of the topic i would i would certainly listen to most of it and sometimes i never got a chance to finish it depending on what, but i tried to always you know know what listen to the topics and and play most of the time i listen to everything but still it's me so i have to listen to almost everything but emerald nights was a storyline that i thought would be was potential I I still like the we've talked about the idea of doing something related to Parallax and certainly the classic Parallax, not the everything that pretty much occurred before. Uh, it could be tie, it could be maybe tapped or tied off with, I should say, with re, rebirth. But everything that from Emerald Twilight Parallax through Zero Hour Parallax through things like that, because because a lot of people I think, and even though they didn't like what happened to Hal, they liked that character. As Jim right. always likes to point out, that the, that the the potential was really there for that para, for Parallax to be, kind of be like a Magneto or a, a character a character that did a lot of bad things potentially, but his go- but his but it was hard to question his motives potentially, what he was really t- trying to accomplish. And I mm-hmm. think even and that kind of maybe was I believe that's kind of like where you know where, where what Mars kind of saw him as and where they were gonna you know what they were gonna do with. You know, before final night was kind of, you know, forced down their throats. I think, as in Hal dying in it, that I think that kind of, I thought they had plans, and eventually we'll find out. That I thought they, what their plans for Hal would have been, but that that struck me as something, you know, that we definitely could do. I would love to do a spotlight maybe on the graphic the graphic novel of Unholy Alliances. Which was the Silver Surfer Green Lantern crossover, which I love that storyline. It was a very very nicely done with the with the with the way they did the team ups in the beginning, first was Hal and the Sil- Hal's Parallax and the Silver Surfer versus Thanos and Kyle and how the team switched as it went on and they both had reasons to, you know, work together and then work against each other. It was But a lot of things but there were but there were storylines, you know, in general, that between the Kyle period, because I think we all have fond memories of the Kyle period, even if you're a Hal, even like me, I'm a primarily a Hal guy, but I became, started reading Green Lantern regularly during the Kyle era, so there were lots of good storylines, including, you know, like uh, the Parall- you know, Parallax view, with that two issue story arc with Hal and Kyle and Gant- Ganthet, and, and then all that, and the Justice League and everything, so. So we're open to certain topics and storylines that people like that would they would like us to to deal with or any retro, general retrospectives on characters or storylines or time periods. We're open. We're definitely open. So let us know what you think.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing I was kicking around and, you know, I'm cu- I, I, was, I was thinking about keeping this idea a secret because this one involves a lot of planning. And uh, a lot of a lot more participation than just me and Mark. It uh, involves even involves more work on James's part, um, you know, more work than I want to ask of him. But I was wondering if at some point, because one of I've always been a fan of the Lantern cast and a listener, but one of my my first appearance on the show was an interview when I was trying to get the Green Lantern documentary made. I made a lot of contacts, I spoke to Dan Deo himself over the phone, blah blah blah, but eventually it ended up getting scrapped as an idea because of Warner Brothers' legal issues plus funding. Um, but I was kicking around the idea, and you know, Mark and I kind of discussed this, um, of, well, why not just do an audio documentary? Why not? I mean it could either be one massive long episode or it could be split up into multiple parts. And, you know, if a listener wanted to take those parts and, you know, add images to them, you know, showing various comic pages or whatever it may be, and then put it on YouTube as a video, you know, it could be whatever, but why not an audio documentary? Now, that won't be coming anytime soon because it would take a great deal of planning and even scripting because it's a documentary. you're going to want to make sure you get your facts right, so on and so forth. Uh, maybe get audio I'm thinking you know you would want to get some audio clips of interviews with various creators uh, from various places. You'd have to scour the internet for those um, and that type of thing. Um, I'm pretty sure no one out there wants to hear me just talk about it forever. Um, even if we do intersperse it with audio clips, so I wouldn't be the only one in on the uh, the uh, the documentary doing voiceover. It would be you know Mark, maybe Jim and Dan, maybe James, you know whomever. And since it's an audio documentary, there would be a great more a great deal more of audio editing. Therefore, James would have a lot more work to do. And it's just it at this point, guys, it's it's just an idea. So if it doesn't ever happen, it's not James's fault or anything like that or my fault or for not doing it. It's just a project that requires a lot of work and a lot of time. But at least we'd have a documentary in some way. So if, if there's a lot of kinks that go into that type of a thing, and I don't want to say for one, one way or another that we'll end up doing it, even – soon or even in the next year or anything like that because yeah like i said there is there is a lot more than you think that goes into something like that even just an audio documentary let alone a video one so i don't know maybe that was maybe that was something we could do at some point i mean i know we've done spotlight stuff before but maybe maybe an audio documentary
2: so let us know what you think people
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 um, and kind of along the lines of an audio documentary. I think we were kicking around the idea of doing another um, Green Lantern introduction episode.
2: Yes, we we had definitely talked about that. More like, a, kind of like a primer, primer in a way for people, or for yeah. characters or time periods or whatever.
0: Yeah. The um, the Lantern cast, I think it was like episode half, one half, something like that. Um, had a uh, Green Lantern introductory type of uh, episode, but that was more... It it wasn't specifically this, but in general that episode was kind of... uh, more geared toward the people... You know, if you haven't read Green Lantern in a while, this is what's been going on. Whereas... This idea is kind of if you've never read Green Lantern or never even heard of Green Lantern, here's, here's what you need to know, type of thing. And although you guys listening to the Lantern Cast episode 174, yes? Yes. Okay. One, episode 174 out there, obviously know a lot about Green Lantern already there are still people who are going to come in and be new fans um, to everything and not know the basic history. Now I get that that would kind of be like a beta version of a Green Lantern documentary. But the reason I say it is because I had a coworker at work ask about the Lantern cast, you know, because he knows I do this and he was asking, you know, what about it? You know, how can you have this much stuff to talk about? And I tried to give him stuff. And he was like, well, I can just listen to an episode or something. And so I gave him episode one half. And he was like, well, that was cool. It gave me information, but I've never read any Green Lantern or know much of the character at all. I mean, I saw him, you know, probably in Young Justice. I mean, not Young Justice, the, the Justice League cartoon before. But, I, you know, I don't know much about the character. You know, I just know black guy with a green ring and that shoots power and... It's about it. It's part of the Justice League. There are going to be, eventually, people like that. So I thought it would be cool to have an episode that not, ju- not only just updates people on where Green Lantern's at right now, but updates people and tells them who Green Lantern is and what the character's about. So, you know, rather than having to listen to a spotlight on Alan Scott... And then, you know, a spotlight on Hal Jordan, and then a spotlight on Guy Gardner. Just Oh, an overview a basic overview of Green Lantern as a whole. So that might be something that, that that's coming y'all's way pretty soon. As a matter of fact, I think we're we're absolutely going to do that. It's just the the doc the audio I the audio documentary idea is just a a way more detailed, way more audibly awesome, fleshed out idea and uh, you know activation or whatever you want to call it of of that but we got we got tons of ideas and stuff that we want to do a lot of those ideas are kind of big more big picture but uh, we want we wanted to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit and let you guys know what we have in our minds and maybe we're thinking too big and maybe we or maybe we're thinking too small or Maybe we're thinking that every episode has to be an hour and a half long, two hours long, and that's what you guys want to hear from us or something. What what do you guys want to hear from us? What Green Lantern stuff do you like that we haven't covered or that we gotten close to covering, or you know, whatever it may be, what do you want to hear from us? That's the reason this podcast exists. The reason the podcast exists is because well Jim wanted a podcast about Green Lantern, and there wasn't one, so he figured he'd make one. But the basic gist of the idea was, I'm a fan of Green Lantern, I want to hear people talk about Green Lantern. Well, if, if, not, if one doesn't exist, I'm going to make one. Well, what would I want to hear from a Green Lantern podcast? It's probably the first thing that Jim and Dan asked themselves when they started the show. So now we're asking you, what do you want to hear from us? Because we, we, we'll just keep throwing out ideas and do what we want to do till the cows come home. Yeah, I'm from Texas. I said the phrase. I'm <laughs>
1: right.
0: Whatever. Make the jokes. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll throw out all the ideas that we want and follow through on them as much as we want. But, you know, you guys do interact with us on Facebook and Twitter and emails and all this stuff. But it's not, you know, like a substantial amount. It's never like every episode people are like, I love this topic. So we're still kind of vague on what you guys actually like to hear and don't like to hear. So maybe we can, you know, kind of phase some stuff out and bring some stuff in. I'm not saying that if we get an email that says, I don't like this, we'll stop doing it forever. Maybe we'll change the way in which we do it. Or maybe we'll make sure we... um, Uh, what's the word recap or title that episode a little more clearly. So, you know, going in what the, that episode is about, Uh, you know, that type of thing. Uh, Like I know, and this is just an example. There's a show out there that talks a lot about various comics and stuff like that. And there was some uh, Dr. Who stuff talk that started getting kind of pushed into the, the comic talks type, type uh, uh, conversation And every time it got to Doctor Who type stuff, people just tuned out and hated it. Well, they're not going to, you know, phase out their Doctor Who talk. They like Doctor Who, and it's their show. They can do what they want with it. But they started labeling it more, you know, we're talking about Doctor Who here, or very clearly waiting until the end of the show to talk about Doctor Who. You know what I mean? Yes. So – so. We're not going to stop doing the stuff that we like to do just because someone else doesn't like to hear it, but we might structure the episode a little differently that way you can get what you want out of the show and not have to worry about, you know, fast forwarding or waiting through some of this stuff to just get to the, you know, the third half of the episode, you know, whatever, maybe. So I'm rambling and I'm tired and that was the idea.
1: So hope-
0: <laughs> hopefully you guys have some ideas out there you can email us. You can shoot us a voicemail, uh, Twitter, or Facebook. You know what? As a matter of fact, Mark, why don't you just tell people the various ways they could reach us?
2: And I knew you we were going to say that because I ha- <laughs> Cause of all times when we're talking, I, I didn't have the document open yet. <laughs> but I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Uh, as, as as you're talking, I'm going, oh, he's going to segue to me in three seconds. Like, oh, I'm... It's like, I have everything open but this. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so if you would like to contact us, you can email us at lanterncast, lanterncast at gmail.com. Um, you can visit our website, lanterncast.com, and you can access our forums through that site, and you can also check out our galleries and, the, and other fun stuff that we have there. You can follow us on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook supports... And recognizes hashtags now, so you can use hashtag GLcast to locate us on both. We are on iTunes and Stitcher, and if you like us on iTunes, please leave a positive review. And last but not least, if you would like to leave us a voicemail, call us at 708-LANTERN and let us know what you think. Yep,
0: and let us know what you want to hear, guys. Seriously, um... Again, uh, we're, we're, we will, it doesn't mean we're going to get to it right away, um, and uh, it doesn't even mean we'll be getting to it soon. It just means that we, you know, if, if it's something we, we will, we'd like to end up doing, it means we will get to it. That's all. That's all I can promise you is that if it's something that we agree with and work and, and think, yeah, that's a great idea, it will be gotten to. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean it will be gotten to right away but it will be gotten to. <laughs> so, um, yeah, ideas are awesome. Um, it's just me and Mark, so we can, you know, we've got awesome ideas that we want to, we're excited about and want get, to get done, but, you know, eventually we're going to run out of ideas because Mark's getting old <laughs> um, and I'm young and dumb. So, <laughs> yeah, shoot us those emails and those uh, voicemails, guys
2: please please do
0: <laughs> all right i'm tired i'm sick
2: <clears <clears <throat> and sick and tired
0: sick and tired and i'm burnt out cuz we've just done four episodes in in crazy amount of time that Jim and Dan would never have been down for doing and it just turned midnight over here so i'm done anything else from you Mark
2: no i'm good too all right good night guys good night everybody